What's up, everyone? Zane here with another episode of Everything Virtual. I am joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. Uh, we have some fun stuff to talk about today. There's a, a couple of Servios games um, that uh, I know we wanted to chat about. And then you got Oculus Connect 6 in two days, or in one day, right? Yeah, yeah. It starts tomorrow. It starts, starts so, tomorrow. Which so is wh- crazy. So when do, you, when do you fly in? Uh, so I'm actually going to fly out later tonight. So I'm, I wanted to be there so that I could get nice, you know, get some rest and be well prepared in the morning because I think the keynote starts. I need to check the exact time, but it's either like 8, 9, 10 o'clock, like around that time. So Yeah, and I'll, I'll be watching along. And I, I mean, throughout the day, if you have a chance, we can even connect and try to do some recaps and things like that. Uh, I know we may not yeah. be no, near each other, but it I, might still be fun because I'll be following along uh, virtually since they've made... And you can actually follow along in VR, which is something I'm trying to set up with my Quest right now. Yeah, no, I saw that. That's definitely cool. And yeah, I mean, I was thinking we'll see kind of how tomorrow shakes out, like in terms of what makes the most sense for coverage. But yeah, I was kind of thinking maybe what might be the most valuable to listeners will be just like right after the keynote i might just give some some impressions as to yep, like if i awesome. if i have a moment to do it i can record it then and if not i can record it that at night but i kind of wanted to try to get you as much as i could as quickly as possible yeah. over the next couple of days and i mean we'll try to get as much of it in real time for those who are following along so we can obviously provide our commentary and our thoughts on what is happening there so uh okay yep, well, yep. well let's chat about uh oc6 in a little bit um or at least towards okay. the end some of the things that you're excited about let's dive into some of these games um now there are two games that we, I know you wanted to chat about, or we had talked about chatting about. I haven't tried the Westworld one, so if it's okay with you, we can maybe save that for another episode. But Battle yeah, Wake, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, but, because yeah, and I don't, the, I don't want to rush everything the, too into one episode. So I like we can talk about Battle Wake today since that game is freaking awesome, and then kind of save Westworld for for when I think you you said you needed more time to dive into it too, right? Yeah, yeah, I've played through a decent chunk of it, and it's definitely. Uh, something that requires its own episode. I, I agree with you because it's def it's really really cool. I think some of what they've done with the Westworld Awakening uh, VR game is just like incredible stuff. So uh, I'm excited to see you get get to try it. I I cannot yeah. wait. I mean I'm obsessed with the series, so I, I can't wait to just like jump into it. That'll be yeah. yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll save we'll save it for like, when we can. We'll, sorry, go ahead for sure. Oh, no, 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 yeah. I was we'll, just going to say, we'll, we'll save it for next time. So, okay. Sounds good. So let's, let's get into battle wake here. And, um, I think, well, we were talking before the podcast, you said you, you kind of outlined your thoughts in a, probably a more organized format than I did in terms of just what you, what you kind of had in mind, um, yeah. across like the different, just, I don't know, categories or ways that you evaluate a game. So why don't you go ahead and lead the discussion on that? And I can kind of just jump in, um, with, okay. with my thoughts on it as we go through that. Okay, cool. So yeah, so yeah, this is I guess our our impression slash review, kind of a combination of both uh, for Battle Wake. So we've we've given our, our our early impressions multiple times already on the podcast. We got a chance to to play the game at at GDC uh, in an early form. I also played the the multiplayer beta before the game's final release, and then yeah, got to play the the final version of the game. And all things told, it's a it's a really fun uh, arcadey type of experience. Um, I kind of broke it down just in terms of presentation, gameplay, controls, and comfort because I thought that all of those things were 
were aspects of the game that kind of stood out to me. Um, but yeah, so I guess uh, first, you know, just overall presentation. And under that, I'm including graphics, sound, just everything. Uh, the thing that really stands out about Battlewake and something that really stands about out about all of Servios's games, if I can be honest, is just how well polished and how complete this package is. So kind of from beginning to end, when you open up Battlewake, you'll realize that there's a very cohesive design to the game. Um, the It has kind of a, a fun, like cartoony slash comic book type uh, aesthetic going on just in terms of it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not like, you know, cell shaded or anything like that, as far as like looking like a cartoon. Um, but it, it's, it's, you know, it has a sense of style to it so that when you're playing the game, it's really clear in terms of what you're, what you're doing, like what, what you're trying to accomplish. Um, like I said, the gameplay itself uh, I guess for those who don't know anything about Battlewake, it's it's a pirate game. So you're essentially a captain of a ship, and it depends on which character you choose, exactly what type of abilities and kind of uh, type of character. Yeah, you know, your character choice will determine some things, but there's some things that kind of you know applies to all characters, and that is that you're the captain, you're steering the ship. Uh, you can also direct the cannons and the and the the gunfire uh, on the ship, and then you also have special powers depending on on your your character. And so your you and your friends, if you're going to be playing co-op, are essentially you know driving around you know or steering boats around these kind of large water maps, uh, taking down enemies, and then eventually uh, taking out kind of final objectives. And yeah, the, the, the look of the game really suits that well, because there can be a lot going on in any of these maps. You have your whole team of pirates on your ship that are going about their business. You have, you know, all the enemy ships, they're all blasting things. They'll be on fire. They'll be, you know, things will be exploding around you. And then there's obviously the background. If, if the, you, one could easily see, all of this chaos going on is being a little bit confusing, especially as, as fast paced as the game is. Um, but everything is just really well designed to where, you know, you can like it after playing it for a while, I had no problem at all kind of figuring out exactly wh what I needed to do and where I needed to go and all that kind of stuff. So, so that's, that's kind of one of the, and, and really in the index headset, uh, which is what I mostly played it in. Uh, everything just looks super sharp, super crisp, and it all it all worked really well. Like performance of the, the game uh, was really smooth and 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 nice. And then yeah, the sound design, the thing that really stood out to me there was the the voice work. So uh, just kind of like the visual aesthetic, a lot of the storytelling in this game is done through voiceovers, and each character has its own you know, voice actor playing those roles. And you can really tell they kind of hammed it up and really went all out to make each of the characters feel like, you know, they're from like a, like, you know, a, a Pirates of the Caribbean-esque kind of back lore, right? There's like, you can, you kind of get a sense that there's like a, an underlying mythology to, uh, to the high seas that are being, that are 
being put on display in this game. And yeah, I just, uh, one of the, one of the things that I really liked about playing the game, uh, in the campaign mode was just how engaging a lot of that, that voice work was and how, you know, across the board, it was all really high quality. So yeah, I mean, but that's um, so that, like we we've come to expect that from previous Servios titles too. I mean, I think it's it's just another nod to them, uh, not just the polish, but again, just really well thought out in terms of and and well designed uh, in terms of like creating that world there, right? And they're not just being this text overlay, but actually having the voice work and things like that. We've seen that in other games too. So I'm not yep. I'm not trying to say that um, you know it's not nice. Obviously, it's great, but. To me, like this is this is the Servio standard, which uh, I appreciate and I've come to expect, and I think it's awesome that yeah. they obviously included it in this game um, because it is pirates, and uh, I mean there are several other pirate games out there, but this is definitely one that you know caught our attention. Yep, and th- and that's uh, th- th- I think the main reason I wanted to kind of point out the presentation stuff is because like as we'll get to later, uh, the price point is you know about thirty bucks. And I feel like for a lot of folks out there that are used to, I mean, pricing on VR titles is kind of all over the place. Yeah, I think in general, it looks, it looks like Servios tries to stick with this $30 price point, more or less, which, you know, is somewhat of a high price, uh, depending on how you look at it. But uh, just relative to, be- to VR titles uh, as the average right now, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think with their games, you kind of are paying for that extra level of polish and just knowing that they kind of know what they're doing with these games. And so, and so for that reason, I, it like, like you, I don't think you could get this level of, of polish and detail, uh, at a lower price point, I guess is what I, what I'm, what I'm kind of alluding to, yeah. but and um, if I can just, if I next, can just oh. uh, to kind of quickly call out something too, because uh, yeah. you're talking about like design and gameplay and overall stuff like that. And I I just like to mention this because I feel like there are still people who are getting into VR that worry about motion sickness and uh, dizziness or, or just that maybe people who don't have their like VR legs fully under them the way that, you know, someone who spent uh, a significant amount of time a la you or me in VR titles. So I, I think one of the things that I'm pr- impressed with is the fact that like you have this boat that's moving around uh, the, the high seas, <laughs> the choppy high seas. Um, and there's just stuff happening everywhere. And not that, you know, again, for me, not that I get motion sickness, but I can always tell when there are certain areas where I'm just like, oh yeah, somebody who is new to VR would definitely find this weird. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I'm okay with it, but I can tell like, oh, this is a part that people would find weird or it, it would take them getting used to. And for me, like I didn't, I didn't really have that in all the times that I played. And, uh, and I, again, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's a subtle, I a subtle, like nod to the design and the gameplay, but it's, um, mm-hmm. but it's something that, you know, is, is really important to, to have and add in there. There. Um, because again, this is something where you're not physically moving, right? Like you're in a boat and seeing things move around. And I remember, you know, in the early VR days, if you were to do like a racing game or a spaceship game, like it felt weird, right? Because your body wasn't physically moving, but you'd see, see you'd see things moving all around you. And so therefore your physiology yeah. wasn't matching up with, with your vision. And I, you know, I felt like that would be the same on something like this, especially if you're going to be on waves and water and things are just going to be rocking back and forth. But for, you know, I'm not going to say for, for some reason, but you know, obviously the way that it's designed, uh, for me, mm-hmm. you know, the gameplay was just seamless. Like I jump in, I don't feel that, uh, you know, to, to some of the people that I know who've played it, they haven't felt that either. So just wanted to call that out because I think it's, it's like the little things 
that that go a long way in making the experience go from good to great. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And actually, I think that's a good segue. We can talk about controls and comfort first before we get to gameplay. Oh, I jumped the gun. Sorry. I think, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I, I actually think that that's a big reason this title stands out to me as being like, there are other games that out there that try to do similar stuff, but I think they really, Servios really hit a fine balance of like, you know, of, of making this game approachable, but also, um, also fun for people that are, that are used to VR because mm-hmm. yeah, I like as far as comfort wise goes, there's so much going on. There's so much movement with the water and all of that. Like it would, it's very easy to see a game like this causing people to get motion sickness just right away. And I'm one of those people that tends to be a little bit cautious when it comes to a lot of free, like free roaming locomotion and stuff like that. Just cause I know I, you know, I love those, t- those types of games. Uh, but sometimes I can only play them for so long. Well, I don't have any problems with, 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 uh, battle week whatsoever. Like I, I played through each of the entire campaign modes with each character, um, from start to finish. And I would be in the game for, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, an hour at a time. Uh, and then, you know, not feel even the, the slightest bit of nausea. So, uh, yeah, kudos to them. They, they're not even limiting your viewpoint or anything like that. Yeah, that's exactly. noticeable. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, I, you, they know what they're doing as far as like, I, it's one of those things like when I'm playing it, I can't tell that they're necessarily doing anything specific to make sure that I feel okay. But I know with what's going on that they must have put a lot of effort into making sure that that's the case. So I, I'd actually be really interested to get somebody out from Servios uh, on the show to talk about that because that's something I, I'm kind of curious. Well, you you know that they're they're that very they thought- yeah you know that they're very thoughtful about that approach. So I I would be curious too. So maybe we can uh, maybe we can try to make some arrangements to talk more specifically about the game yeah. with them. No, totally. And and with the controls, like you were saying, super intuitive. I think if you're new, whether you're new to VR or not, I think it only takes like a round or two for you to fully get into it. Like maybe the first time I played it. I, it took a little bit of getting used to it, but man, by like just, just a few minutes in, like I, you already get the hang of it. And then after that, it's just a piece of cake. So that stuff's all well done. Um, the only thing I'll say on the controls, and I think this, this applies to almost all of the Servios games I think that I've played, uh, recently is that they haven't really implemented a lot of like, or any specific index controller support which that's the only thing I'm like, as, as an index owner, it would be awesome if, you know, you, if, if I could have finger tracking and that sort yeah. of thing uh, implemented into the game. But I mean, that's, that's something that'll probably come with time. And, and also, you know, the index user base is pretty small, so I can't, I can't really knock them for it. But at the same time, that's, that's the only thing control wise me personally. Like if you're an index owner, just know that you're not m- more than likely uh, this game is going to just be, using like kind of the default vibe controls and those will be mm-hmm. uh, applied to the index controllers. But, but in, in battle wake, I thought that that was that, that they worked really, really well. So even though the index support controllers weren't supported directly, uh, using the vibe controls over the index controllers, like everything worked just as well as you would hope. And like, gra- like s- grabbing the, the, the different, like grabbing the, the the wheel of the ship and all that sort of thing like all that 
stuff works flawlessly with the index controllers. So yeah, so, yeah I, I so mean no the thing is, yeah. I, you know, you bring that up, and I think it's it's a good thing to bring up. But at the same time, right now, I maybe it's just uh, maybe I'm just very like lenient about this. But to me, I just chalk it up as the cost of like early adopters, right? Like even though we're three years in, there are no standardizations that are happening. We actually just had this conversation recently, uh, and I know we've had ex- ongoing conversations with developers about standardizations across the industry. Uh, but these platforms, these consoles, everything is just so new that like it's it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, it'd be nice and obviously for for all of the platforms to focus on that. But at the same time, if the cost right now is to get new experiences out versus like retconning old things to to match or to you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know if yeah. that's the right word, but uh, like for me, it's just like okay, well, where's where is the the time um, most well spent? If that makes sense, yeah. And so I don't obviously I, I don't know how Valve spends their time when it comes to VR, but I will say that like if the experience is good as it is now, I mean obviously I hope that sorry not Valve but Servios, but um, you get what I'm saying, right? In the sense that like yeah, I do, I, I, don't, I do, I don't, I don't know where where that you know that balance is, but for me. Um, well, maybe it's because I'm not a, an index owner yet, so we'll need to change that, and then I can complain eh. about it with you. <laughs> but no, I, no, I hear you though. I think in general, I, I'd be much happier. I mean, they're obviously uh, trying to hit as wide of an audience as possible, given that you know the VR PC user base is already a, you know somewhat of a limited market. So I think it makes sense for them to design kind of at the lowest common denominator and then work up from there. So if right now that stuff is harder to implement, then totally makes sense to kind of pass on it for now. It's just something that I think people should know. No, I, I mean it's definitely it's definitely a good call out, and obviously we we rebranded this podcast to include multiple platforms rather than just the Vive. So being able to provide that that context, I think, from the index perspective, is important. So thank you, Ronnie. Yep, yep. And so then I guess the last major kind of mode i want or the last major area of the game that i want to talk about is just the gameplay in general which uh, we've kind of already covered but i mean like i said before it's a very action slash arcadey kind of styled gameplay um and it has the game has kind of focuses on being able to play with friends online i think uh there's obviously a campaign mode and multiplayer mode that's separate uh but uh, you can tell the design of the game kind of works equally in both uh, presenting you with opportunities to to just go against the the, the like the the ai uh, opponent solo or kind of you know going against against the campaign mode with friends and that's kind of a like a yeah that's that's something that these kind of games work well on you know having something that kind of applies to both and so really the the main difference is that the storyline the the campaign mode will kind of have a light storyline um, as dressing over the levels. And then there'll also be a variety just in terms of um, using that story structure uh, to kind of give you different types of objectives within each of the maps. Uh, so so that stuff was all really welcome. I think uh, they do a good job of adding variety to gameplay, which is otherwise kind of, a, kind of one-dimensional. So, I mean, really, once you get the sense of how to uh, steer the boat and how to maneuver around the levels, and how to use the different uh, capabilities of each of the characters once you unlock them, uh, then it's just you know it's just a matter of kind of doing the same types of things, destroying ships, and you know avoiding 
and blasts and completing races and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. There's like only, you know, only so many ways that you can kind of approach this stuff. Um, but I think they do as good of a job as they can to kind of vary it up, uh, you know, enough. So that's, that's that like, even though I, I wouldn't say there's a ton of gameplay variety here, um, with in any one map, there's so much going on that it's, you know, that's, that's really not a knock on it really. And, um, and then, and then by, by using the campaign to unlock characters and by kind of stagnating them into certain levels, I think the game does a good job of kind of dividing it itself up so that over the course of a few play sessions, you can stretch out that campaign and, and, and not get too fatigued. So it, I, I think it's perfectly serviceable to, you know, open the game up, play a few multiplayer rounds or, or play a few, a few levels with a specific character in the campaign and then shut it off and come back to the game later. And I think yeah. that's the best way to digest a game like this is not thinking that you're just going to, you know, beast through the entire thing in one day, but rather to, you know, every now and then, Hey, that it, I think it would be fun to play battle lake. Let me load it up and just, you know, play the game for half an hour to 45 minutes and then, and then, and then stop. And I think if you play it that way, you'll get the most enjoyment out of it. And and I think, you know, the long-term value of this game is in an area where you and I probably haven't spent as much time, uh, but I'm referring to like the, the multiplayer aspect. So, you know, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm curious, I, I was trying to look it up now, but I, I'm curious to know if they will be doing, and by they, I mean Servios, will be doing any updates to the game uh, to either expand that or add-ons or whatever the case is uh, yeah. as it goes along. Because, you know, as, as the as the user base and the player base uh, hopefully grows and continues to grow, I'm sure, um, you know, they'll be looking for new ways uh, and new game types uh, to keep things fresh. But for me, like yep, I said, no, that, I agree. And that's something that I, I definitely yeah. want to dive into more. Well, I mean, yeah, Servios has always done a good job of, of providing updates. Not, I wouldn't say they're the most, uh, like they don't release the most updates or anything like that, but at, for most of their games at various points, they, have put out kind of sizable updates to their games that really add a lot of content so uh yeah i'd be i'd be interested to see that and the other thing that i'm kind of looking forward to as far as battle wake and, and multiplayer is concerned is uh their upcoming release for the quest so it's my understanding mm -hmm. I, I there's no official date released or anything like that but i mean i i think the game is as far as i know uh coming to the quest at some point in the future it's already on playstation vr and and the pc so i think bringing the game to the quest would be really cool because if you're able to if you're able to have multiplayer cross-platform that'll definitely add to uh add to the ability of finding players so and yeah exactly it, and this is a game that i think it's it's a fun game to meet people in because the gameplay isn't so serious to where like you just have fun and chit chat and still and still and still do well on the map so some of my favorite experiences playing the game online uh, were times where uh, I, you know, I was kind of casually going through the game, but also getting to know someone on the other side. So that's that that's one cool thing about this game, I think. Yeah, awesome, man. No, I mean, I, I've had a lot of fun with it, and I hope to continue to 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 jump into it more and more as we go along. So yeah, so I mean, those are, I guess, to to kind of end. Uh, the summary those are my overall conclusions about the game um i think that 
for someone looking for an arcadey type experience, something that's not too complicated, uh, but not too simple either, but that's kind of more on the simple side. Um, you know, I think this is a great title for those kind of people. And I think that the overall level of polish and just the overall package itself warrants what warrants a, a reasonably high price. I, I think at $30, it's something that, you know, if you're into those kind of games, I, I think it, it's, it's great. I think if you're a little bit on the fence as to whether you are that much, if you really enjoy arcade style games, then maybe it's a, it's a title to, to wait to see if it goes on sale at any point. But I, I think, I think even if you pick it up at the full price, you're going to definitely have your, get your money's worth out of it. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about games that are easy plug and play for, for new VR users or new VR folks. Um, I mean, I think this definitely falls in that category. It's like, or even somebody who's been in VR maybe once or twice before the, the controls, like you said, are easy enough to pick up where it's not just bringing value to you, but it's easy. It's something that uh, is easy to show off and kind of expand the VR community that way. Yep. No, totally agree. So, cool so yeah, so that's Battle Wake. Uh, yeah. Comes recommended by us. And I, I should point out um, if we didn't at the beginning of the episode that, you know, we did receive keys mm-hmm. for, for Battle Wake from Servio. So uh, thank you for providing those to us. And they were they also provided us with, with a key for Westworld. So that's why uh, we'll be covering that in the near future. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to really seeing what you think of that one. Yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely uh, spend more time in the games individually, and then uh, and then come together and talk about it. But let's uh, let's wrap this one by let, wrap this one up by chatting about uh, Oculus Connect. I'm excited for you, man. I I'm I'm equal parts jealous and equal parts uh, excited <laughs> for you. No, no, I, I I'm I think I think it's gonna be awesome. Um, I like I said, I'm still trying to figure out if there's any way I can make it last minute just to kind of hang out and, 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 you know, just be in San Francisco while it's that time, since it's only a couple hours away. Uh, but on the whole, regardless of me being there or not, I think you have some really cool things lined up. So I don't know if you want to just kind of dive in or give a little preview of what uh, you're excited about in terms of, uh, I mean, the, the upcoming few days. Yeah. So, I mean, so the conference is really just the next two days. So tomorrow and then Thursday. And I think some folks are staying in town longer than that to kind of do some side stuff. Um, but I'm really going to be mainly there just, uh, you know, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, I'm super excited about the keynotes, uh, specifically because I really want to see kind of what Facebook and Oculus's next steps are going to be for VR. Um, I, you know, there's, there's rumors out there that, you know, they're going to be talk, they're going to be talking quite a bit about AR, so augmented reality mm-hmm. and kind of I, my guess is they're going to incorporate some of the the camera stuff from the Oculus Quest and the Rift S. Like those those headsets have, you know, out outward facing cameras that are actually pretty good cool compared thing. to other headsets. Yeah, no, they're great. And and they and their software does amazing things with them. I mean, the the setup process for the Quest using those cameras and how your play space uh, kind of s- seamlessly blends in with the, the real world around you is one of the coolest things about that device. So I- I'm definitely excited to see kind of where they're going to take those cameras and AR generally moving forward. Uh, they might also announce some kind of a new AR device, but that I think would be more 
uh, Facebook aligned rather than Oculus, but we'll, we'll kind of see. Um, the other thing that I don't have any information on, I don't even think there's really a lot of rumors on it. Um, I guess there's some rumors, but um, it's just where they're going to be taking PC VR, high-end VR uh, moving forward. Now, it would be cool if they announced some kind of a new headset, at least a prototype, um, but I'd also be mixed on that since I recently bought an Index, I recently bought a Quest, like knowing that I have to put down that much money uh, this soon would kind of be, I don't know how I'd feel about it, but at the same time, um, there's a couple of big technologies that I want to see developed in VR, and Facebook, I think, is the one to do it. Uh, those technologies are really, you know, integrated eye tracking, foveated rendering, that sort of thing um, with headsets. I think eye tracking is going to be key to moving VR forward in the future, and it would be really awesome to see what Oculus is working on in terms of incorporating that into a consumer device. Um, the other thing is just input mode. So this is where I said there have been kind of some rumors or hinting that uh, that Facebook might be working on some sort of a, a glove-like uh, controller system where your you know your 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 fingers will have a higher degree of input. And I'd be really curious to see that. Just in general, I mean, I think the index controllers were a step forward in terms of uh, finger presence in VR. They, they do a relatively good job, but at the same time, using them over a, a longer period of time, they still do have their downsides. So I, I'm still up in the air as to what the best control method for VR ultimately will really be, whether it's going to be something more like a, an Oculus Touch controller or if it's going to be, you know, if we're going to move away from controllers at some point and really be using our hands. I, I think it needs to be some kind of a hybrid, but um, I'm curious to see if, if Facebook and Oculus have been working on prototypes of that sort, it'd be really cool to see them. So I think, and then, and then I guess just something I'm kind of expecting because I've seen a lot of information on this is maybe like information on, on where they see, uh, in-game avatars going because they've done a lot of research projects that show some pretty crazy stuff about you know kind of imposing yourself into the vr world in a really realistic way and so i yeah seeing some of that stuff would also be cool but i think those are some of the things that that i'm i'm hoping get talked about uh but really just in general i'm really excited for the keynote since this will this will be our first time covering oculus mm -hmm. connect so well, it's a good time to go, man. Lots of exciting things happening. So I, I'm excited for you. We'll, we'll keep in touch throughout the, the rest of the week. Uh, and for those of you listening, um, we will try to get up as much content as quickly as possible just to, to keep up with what's happening and to obviously give you guys uh, updates on, on all the big announcements that we're expecting. So you got anything else, Ronnie? No, I think that's it. So I'm just, yeah, going to going to gear up to travel tonight and hopefully I'll be back with a lot more content in the near future. Cool, man. Well, safe travels. We'll be in touch. And uh, for everybody listening, thank you again so much for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't left a review yet, please do. We do appreciate it. It does help the podcast uh, on iTunes. And um, yeah, aside from that, we'll be, we'll be back with more content, hopefully later this week, coming straight to you from G... Oh my gosh, not GDC, from Oculus Connect 6. All right, guys, <laughs> take care.